The following podcast discusses alternative sexual practices in loving and detailed terms, and as such may not be appropriate for young children, those who do not understand the English language, or your grandmother. Then again, I've never met your grandmother. She may be a lovely woman who's really into this kinky stuff. Listener discretion is advised. And perverted knitting. I'm Sarah Kane. I'm Lansing Mike. We've got Lansing Mike back. Yay! Yep, I had nothing really to contribute last time, <laughs> and also was busy, so was not here. But it was fascinating to listen to. It's always interesting to hear an episode I did not have a part in. So it's all new to me. It's all new. It's all a surprise. One addendum to last week's show. There was the one vendor in the vendor mart that made the harnesses that I could not remember the name of. Mm-hmm. Cocky Jock Harnesses. Okay. So, do a Google search for Cocky Jock Harness. They've got, they use really cute models. <laughs> Buff muscle bear models. And yeah, I like their, their harnesses are intricate and beautiful and about $1,000 each. Hmm. But when you consider it's not just covering the torso, but also all four limbs... For everything that they put into it, it's a good price, but just outside of my... Uh, well, and also, if it fit well, um, because that's, you know, one thing I noticed with mine, I mean, mine's just, you know, a good old, you know, X harness across mm-hmm. the chest with a, the strap that goes down to a cock ring. And even just moving in that, it was not like, you know, it, it, it bunched in weird ways if I wasn't just standing straight, you know, if you're bending over in that, things mm-hmm. happen. So, you know, if they've got a design and... It's, you know, worked out and measured out so that you can kind of move in it and, you know, move your limbs and it doesn't do weird bunching. Then, hey, there's the design right there that would make it worth, you know. Now, I will, I know that Joe on my Facebook posted that he got a harness from them. And it's Mm -hmm. one that goes down one arm. Mm -hmm. And so I will have to take a moment to ask him, hey, have you had a chance to put this on in... Rather than, rather than just at the vendor, Martin. And rather than just move. put it yeah. on and just look at it. It's like, oh, this is cool. I mean, yeah, actually doing stuff in yes, it to when, see when, how... When, when you have a beer in your harnessed arm, how how easy are you uh, able to drink? That's the last of Claw. This week has been pretty fun mm-hmm. uh, in the pup world. I'm going to say like Monday, Pup Neptune posted to the Facebook group saying... Hi, it's kind of short notice, but I think we should have a movie night. Well, short notice, but it was in the works. I mean, he was thinking of doing it prior, and other weeks just didn't work out. So it's like, I it was, it had been something they hinted at heavily. So I think there's the hints that, but yeah, officially yeah, the, said, the, hey, let's do a movie night. And, and Deadpool, which made me excited because I hadn't seen Deadpool yet. And yeah, like, that, that was my suggestion uh, to, to see Deadpool. And I also realized that, yeah, I... Maybe should have gone for something. Well, I mean, I think people enjoyed it and it was a good choice. But yes. um, I've realized that I, I 
I can't do movie nights in someone's apartment where there's a movie I haven't seen yet. Because I'm the kind of person who wants the place quiet and I want to hear all the dialogue and see all the ah, scenes. Okay. And I, I've, I'm, I'm afraid I've actually punched people and maybe ended friendships over Babylon 5 viewing parties where someone was just nattering on and making suggestions as to how they thought the plot was going to go and I punched. <laughs> and I didn't think I punched that hard. I thought it was more of a playful shh. And maybe they weren't used to being punched. I mean, you know, it's like spanking of children. Mm-hmm. It's like some children, it doesn't matter. It's just a thing. And they laugh it off. And others, it will, it's it's abuse. <laughs> it depends on how they're raised. So, you know, he was probably from a non-punching relationship or family. So, yeah, that was unfortunate. Yeah. But no, so, yeah. So that was the only trouble was, it's like, I mean, it, it just means I'm going to, I like the movie enough. I'll have to own it. And then I'll watch it and catch all the dialogue and all the quips. In the yeah. privacy of my home, quietly. Yeah, and and people were pretty good. I mean, it wasn't horrible. No, they weren't like Mystery Science Theater three thousand. No, no, it, no, but or carry on conversations. I mean, people were like actually watching it and enjoying right. it. But occasionally, some things would you know come up, and people would be chatting a little bit, and it's like, but there's dialogue, there's things being said. <laughs> I want to hear. There's probably a joke or something important. <laughs> I a joke maybe important. I don't think there was anything important in Deadpool. Well, I think it was lots of very important things. But, <laughs> but no, no, good good movie. I mean, no. they... Surprising as the first of the R-rated superhero films, and they well, made use of that. Well, that's technically not true. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the day, um, Blade mm-hmm. was rated R. So yeah, I, yeah, he's Marvel too, isn't he? He it, Yes, he is but Marvel. I'm sorry. It's like, but you yeah, don't have that, a... that's, that is before... We can say that Deadpool is the first rated R movie of the current yeah. crop. We can put it that way. And Blade, yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I don't, I never read them, so it's like, ah, whatever. But I never read Deadpool either. But no, as as someone pointed out, it's like, no, my wisecracking break the fourth wall superhero was Ambush Bug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before there was a Deadpool, I heard someone else say that on a podcast. I was like, I remember Ambush Bug. Yeah, uh, oh, a I lot, I'm old. Yeah, I think it was Alonzo Duraldi mentioned Ambush Bug on Linoleum Night. Okay. That that, that was his big one. <laughs> his Deadpool. <laughs> his Deadpool, yeah. And usually I'm not, like I said, I, I remember seeing the previews. I'm like, oh, this looks like a, this looks stupid. You know, just the jokes is like, oh, I, I, yeah, it's going to be the kind of thing I do not care for. And then I, everyone I heard who had seen it loved it. So it's like, oh, well, give it a try. And, yep, I, I actually, they did a good job, I think, you know, in the the quirkiness of it and the, uh, the the jokes and all that. I think it would have been, I think it would have been better in a theater full of people. Yes. The reactions. Yes. And also the, there's a couple casual ones that I think some people would have missed. And, you know, just either hearing you know the the few in the audience who are catching it too, and it's like oh, I'm in that crowd because I know what that <laughs> reference was too. Yeah, there there were some some odd references there, and I would I'm sure I can find this interview somewhere on the internet if if I did enough Google foo. But I would want to ask Ryan Reynolds, who was listed as in part of that he did some of the casting, mm-hmm. so. What made you say, you know who would be perfect for Blind Al? Leslie Uggams. <laughs> I just, I, I, I mean, she hasn't been doing much. I'm sure she was happy for the work, but I, that, 
and was just um, <laughs> and part another thing that pinged off in my head after watching it, it the IKEA scene when when they were talking about mm-hmm. the somehow I have a feeling they snuck in a bilingual bonus there mm-hmm. that that if you spoke Swedish that he the said something incre- yeah that he said something incredibly filthy well how do we know that ikea names are incredibly filthy <laughs> well no we we don't <laughs> so it yeah, could we, be that it could just be a wonderful thing it's like oh the mom you know it's like mom could be a really horrible or wonderful sex act in sweden you know it's like, uh, yeah all the beds are named after sex acts it's like oh okay entire yeah i i know some people who speak Norwegian. Mm-hmm. I know somebody who's fluent in German. Um, I know a couple of, of Hungarian speakers. Uh, Finnish. Finnish. And I mean, I have family from Sweden. But, uh, you know, also, I, th- I think most of the names are towns or place names, I believe. Yeah, they're, so. they're something. But, you know, it's like, hey. Yeah, and I think I remember hearing somewhere that they named everything because like one of the founders was dyslexic and okay. wasn't able to handle like catalog numbers and ah. kept getting those messed up. So everything got a name. True. Because yeah, you transpose a couple of letters and a name. You can still probably suss it out because it's a word. And, but right. then you switch two numbers. It's a different number. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a different number. It's a different product. And, and the computer doesn't know. Uh, but um, yeah, because computers can kind of see a misspelled word and say, did you mean this? And it's like, no, I meant that, Google. Shut up. Right. So, I mean, if you're, you know, if you add the, the Swedish language pack mm-hmm. and you're doing a search in I- for Ikea furniture, you'll be able to find the right thing. But, yeah, it was, um, it was a nice evening. Um, it was uh, movie night and a little bit of puppy moshing. You know? Yeah, a little bit of puppy moshing. Neptune put down um, a futon um, mattress. Uh, on the floor mm-hmm. so that it would be more padded and more comfortable. And I was expecting it, you know, like I said, I packed some movies in case we wanted to have a double feature. Um, but I mean, people were just, you know, there's some moshing and then some conversation going on in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. It was pretty much a party. And so, you know, yeah, and, and I mean, people it... were, a lot of people were there and uh, people were talking about their claw experiences. So mm-hmm. it was a nice event. Um, you know, some regulars from our community I didn't see, but a good number of you know, other ones I do see on First Fridays and uh, in even some other faces. So it was like a, a good little mix. And it's like, yeah. I think, and I think people had a pretty good time. And, you know, it was, it was really the right number of people for the space. Yeah. I, I think we might've been able to handle one or two more, but beyond that, it would have gotten pretty crowded. I know someone else who was there offered, you know, their place as a possible um, spot for, you know, future for, for next too. time. Yeah. Because yeah. I do, I, you know, I know Neptune's place. It's, it's just in that, a building that seems very older and quieter. So I, you know, any kind of, you know, even just, you know, people coming and going, I always feel like, okay, it's like, you know, yes, is the neighborhood, you know, association going to be like looking askance at just, you know, having just people over in for a normal movie night, right. let alone where there's some people and, you know, have, Yes. I actually know there were no pup hoods. I saw no pup hoods in evidence. Uh no, the the one person who who I would have said would have worn full on pup gear decided on wearing a Zentai suit instead. Which was highly appropriate because yes, it was a Deadpool. It was a Deadpool <laughs> Zentai suit. So that that was very meta, you know. Yep. Breaking yeah. of the 
Well, it's a breaking fourth wall when they're looking out at us. But what happens when it's, it's meta? It, yeah. It, yeah, that was only that was the only you know that that was a joke. I wish I mean that would have been a deep thing. But the nerd in me would have loved it when he was talking about breaking being in the, breaking the fourth wall within the fourth, fourth wall. wall. It's yeah. like what's that sixteenth wall? It's like no, you should have said tesseract. If you said tesseract, I would have popped a boner right then and there. <laughs> there is one fourth wall joke that the studio did not let them use. Mm -hmm. One of the things he wanted to do in the first fight was hit a guy over the head with the boom mic. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the studio said, "Uh uh-uh, no, (laughs) can't do that one. I was like, but that that would have been so, that would have been perfect for Deadpool. That would have been... I mean, yeah. yeah. And like I said, um, and I came at it not being familiar with, not being familiar with the character at all from the comics. I don't think I've read any Deadpool comics. Yeah, I, no, I have not read any Deadpool comics. I have absorbed, you know, there were lots of talk pieces about who is Deadpool on the internet Mm -hmm. and, you know, his origins. And Deadpool has cropped up in a lot of the games that license Marvel. I have uh, on Steam Lego Avengers, Mm -hmm. something like that, and he shows up there as the narrator okay. for it. And of course that is a very G-rated mm-hmm. Deadpool. Um and this very much was not. <laughs> Happy International Women's Day. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some scenes in there and I, I just wish he was enjoying that a bit more. I was like, dude, it's prostate. Yeah. Even I, I, straight guys like have prostates and a lot of them like to Feel that prostate? Right. I mean, I, yeah, it would have been nice if, you know, he started out with that pained expression and then went to Curious well, and then smiled. And we don't know what she was packing, so to speak. So right. she might have been malicious and gone for, you know, a severely large bad dragon, you know, <laughs> dildo that yeah. was just not meant as a starting dildo. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. So anyways, yeah, but it was a good time, good movie, good evening. Um, had... And I, and thinking back on this weekend, this has really been the first weekend where my leg has not given me agony. Yeah, she and, had that realization last night driving back. Yes, driving back from number six dungeon, I realized that. And I, another thing came into my head about that. One it is I have a hypothesis that it is aggravated by alcohol, mm. so I am abstaining. But the second thing is I remember that Papa Bear picked me up and, and leaned back, oh. and I heard my back pop three times when oh. he did that. So that may have helped with that. An accidental alignment. Hey. <laughs> well, the good news with that is there's professionals out there who can also do it. So actually a chiropractor might be you know, something that... Ch- chiropractor or... DOs will do spinal alignments, and it is actually not open open enrollment. Yeah, I was going to say open season. That's not right. Open enrollment at work right now. Okay. So I will be double-checking exactly what my insurance covers when it comes to chiropractic care. So that leads us to, well, number six dungeon, which was the other big event of the weekend. Uh, We went up there um, Saturday night, and just the two of us. Yes. I mean, there are other, uh, I think, other Lansing people were there, and that was cool. It's always nice to see hometown people. Yes. But, um, yeah, we were just the two of us in the car, and, uh, yeah, it was a nice event. Um, 
uh, like you said, uh, interesting energy because we got there. Yes. People were talking and then um, as soon as you went downstairs, you were like hit up from three sides, three people wanting things. <laughs> yes. There's someone who wanted to be put into the Amsterdam box. Which Someone wanted uh, pup play. Mm-hmm. And then uh, saran wrap. Someone would be wrapped in saran wrap, and they're all, like, hitting up you. And, yeah, you know, like I said, it was interesting energy. There was a lot of quipping and wisecracks and and where people <laughs> – yeah. oh, and people were singing. And it was like, okay, that's a very jovial mood in yeah, the dungeon. It was like, ah. Yeah, and I observed there that I kind of wish I had our <laughs> our handy voice recorder with us. And that, you know, though if I did that, I would have to – bleep out names oh, yeah. and i'd i'd probably start with an a440 for the bleep and then move up well one I, note for each different name i don't remember a lot of names though i mean i mean i'm sure they're there by maybe because i wasn't listening but i didn't hear a lot of people being called out by name or that or you know because i mean what you really want is just kind of like the the you know the banter and mm-hmm. the, the the noises of you know people as they're doing Doing things and having things done to them, and right. uh, you're not usually you you know it's not usually gossip session and talking about who's who or what's what or did you see so and so. It's at that point it's a bit more focused. Um, yeah. I was uh, speaking of focused. I was not because uh, you were recovering from the night before. Yeah, just it been late and slept. Woke up early, so I only had about four hours sleep and never got in a nap. And I was. Uh, yeah, so I just low energy, but I wanted to be there. And, you know, it's like, didn't feel like playing, but saw lots of cool things happening. Um, have, someone did put me in the Amsterdam box, but did not strap me in. They just wanted to see, like, me see what it was like. And, uh, you know, concern is like, well, I am claustrophobic, but there's enough gaps, especially at the top, when I'm tall enough that I could actually look out the top. And it's like, okay, I can still see the room, so I'm not feeling trapped. Well, I am technically trapped, but I'm not feeling enclosed because right. there's, you know, the gap where the hint, the uh, rollers are for the door. Now, were you wearing your shoes? Uh, yes. Okay. So, yeah, because usually one is nude when they are Well, you know, at most that, you know, is an inch and, you know, I can... To stretch a bit. Yeah. Well, but no, the, the thing is, too, with being strapped in, then it does limit how much you can really stretch and, you know, yeah. tippy toes. So. But there is still the sliding panels mm-hmm. there, which. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah. This is, but that's something to try in the future. Uh, what else is there? Uh, da, da. Oh, and then I uh, saw a beautifully done, uh, you know, bondage scene where <clears throat> someone was uh, given a. Uh, very nice, you know, decorative and useful rope harness. Yes. Uh, body harness. And then had their ankles and wrists cuffed to each other. Yes. And then put in a very compromising position and had horrible things done to them and seemed to enjoy it very much. That was a lovely, lovely show. Yes. I I did not get to enjoy that show as fully as I would like because... You're, I think, busy in the far corner. Yeah, I, w- I was busy in the far corner introducing... Reintroducing a gentleman to his prostate, my reputation exceeds me at the number six dungeon, and yeah, get pulled in all sorts of different directions for all different sorts of things. That's what you need dance cards for. It's like, yeah, we need to have these things planned out earlier and figure out what's going on. And you know, a couple of the guys wanted to be flogged, but there just wasn't time. For it, or or when there was time, there wasn't. I, yeah, they, they weren't in the mood because they had just had a massive shuddering <laughs> orgasm themselves. And uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, while well, we were just kind of standing around, kind of 
chatting at the end, um, I yeah, I was playing with the floggers and just kind of trying out the wrist motions. I, I feel like, well, again, it's different on a body because you definitely want to be placing the strokes in the right spots where you're not kind of whipping around and getting them in the face or the head, you know. Right, right. But, um, but yeah, like one flogger, yeah, it. I feel like I have the wrist motion down at least where it can be fluid and all. Then I was trying the Florentine and that was, well, you've tried, we both tried We both tried and, it and it failed oh, miserably. It was just, uh, yeah. <laughs> that way. I mean, I can kind of sort of do a conga beat with a Florentine mm -hmm. where it's beat, yeah. beat, beat, rest, beat, 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 mm -hmm. rest. That I can but do. I remember like last time at uh, Troy Bondage Club seeing someone doing Florentine and just looking so fluid in it. Yeah, you could see it was more of a, he was following, you know, it's, so I think maybe it's more of a that where you're kind of doing more of a this, you know, it, not with, that this is working for radio. Yeah, that, that doesn't work for this, radio you know, at all. Macarena kind of thing. And no, it's not. It's my, yeah, it's, it's hard to describe. I'm not even going to try it, it until we actually go to this becoming like a video a vlog. Oh come on, we too, uh, we too ugly for for a vlogcast. It's radio. We have faces for radio and bodies for radio. Uh, and I, it's funny because, like I said, um, I maybe mentioned it before. Every time I hear a podcast, I always cast the people, and they're very attractive. And honestly, when I hear a guy and I hear he's gay, um, I always picture a cross between what Tim Gunn and uh, uh, Anderson Cooper. You know, okay, a, you know, and just right, lean right. and cheekbones and hair. And then invariably I see pictures and I was like, oh, comic book guy. <laughs> it's like, okay, got it. You know, so it's it's one of those things. But but no, so uh, yeah, so number six um, was pretty good. Uh, I think it was about 11, 15, 11, 30. Yeah, we, we kind of broke up the party a, a little early. I guess like two months ago, uh, the Dungeon Master at about 11, 30 mm -hmm. was crashing really hard. And said, all right, everybody out. I'm yeah. done. So, yeah, that was fun. I also, at number six dungeon, I ended up spending a good chunk of time just talking with one gentleman who has, um, let's say, a unique interest mm -hmm. um, and was just ecstatic that he found somebody else who was aware of of that interest had had some level of interest in it as well and just being able to talk about it to somebody say you like person. this thing i like this thing oh cool yeah it's not you know it's not a kink we we really could have practiced on short notice at number six and he really wasn't up for doing it in front of an audience mm -hmm. but yeah just that being able to have that personal connection with somebody and, you know, not have it be through a computer screen to just a screen name and a picture of, of somebody's chest. Mm -hmm. Well, and yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like, that's, you know, another reason going to these kind of gatherings is to meet people like-minded people. I mean, we're all of a certain mindset, you know, but there's always sub, you know, Sub-interests, you know, it's like anything. You go, you know, go to a And interested subs. Uh, and, like, you know, I go to a, you know, a geek fest, and it's like, well, what flavor of geek? 
you know, comics or books or TV shows or costuming and all that. And, and then you just find that, you know, sub niche or, and sometimes yeah. it might just be that one person who like loves that one thing you do and no one else has ever heard of. It's like, Oh, cool. Like, wow, you've heard of the RPG continuum. Hmm. Have you ever actually played it? No, of course not. No, nobody's played it. <laughs> nobody's um, played continuum. But, um, the, uh, yeah, so I mean, it, yeah, so yeah, I saw the two of you talking, and it's like, oh, and over her a little bit, and it's like, oh, cool, they found a they, they, they found Yeah, they found each other, and yeah, and I left my business cards at home, and I'm kicking myself for that, but we did uh, swap phone numbers and emails, and we will be uh, continuing to converse in the future. Um but yeah, so it was a good night, um, you know, and like I said, so that's it. It was pretty much the movie night and number six, I think, were the the main things that happened. But then w- this is also about our third week in a row of, well, not ours, but the podcast. The, yeah, the podcast, third, third week, week in a row, in a row being, of, of doing recorded. things, yeah. so Well, actually, no, wait, Claw, because nothing happened on Claw week itself. I take that back. Right. We but, did it just before Claw, skip Claw, then you had the Claw wrap up, and okay. Well, no, no, it, we did... The one that was like two weeks before Claw. Yep. Then the week after Claw, we recapped everything but Claw. Mm-hmm. Then we recapped Claw. So yeah, this oh, okay. is the third. Oh, that's this right. is the third episode. Claw in didn't a row. get in the yeah. way. That's right. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. Just as we get everybody once again used to weekly episodes, we're taking next week off. <laughs> Just well, it's Memorial Day weekend. Oh, and. We are not going to IML. Um, alas. Alas. Veritas is, but that's mainly going to be a shopping trip. So. Marshall, he'll, he'll still have stuff to report. So Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll probably still have stuff to report. And so we'll get him back in here around the and, mic and, and tell yeah, stories. Of what we and missed. Veritas, yeah, I know you're listening to this. Yeah, we'd love to have you back to share your stories mm-hmm. of what you... All of the lovely eye candy that you saw. This section of A Hairy Prone Companion is brought to you by Tom's All Night Diner. Here, shame does not exist. Here, you don't have to think about what you, who and what you just did after closing out the bar with another round of Fireball. Swing by Tom's All Night Diner. We'll slowly ease you out with one of our wonderful cinnamon rolls. Tom's All Night Diner. Eat in the dark. Feel better about your life choices. Expert session time. And this week, we're going to be talking about the oldest profession. Sex work. Do what you love and get paid for it, right? (laughs) I'm sure farmers came around before prostitutes. Uh, well, you'd have to have something to trade for. I mean, you have to have some sort of good to trade because otherwise it's just having sex for fun. You know, the act of prostitution is you're actually doing sex for an exchange of some good. And to have produced that good, you have had to have a profession because you're making something that's monetary. So, yeah, so it's an amusing joke, but honestly, no, something well, well world's <laughs> oldest profession for women. How about that? No, the women were making things way before men, I bet, because men were still just bopping things over the head. And <laughs> I know that's terribly sexist, but, you know, it's what we do. Right. We hit things and fuck. That's what we're good at. 
Bokado. <laughs> well, that, that's what we were doing yesterday. <laughs> we were hitting people in Bucky. Oh, I, no, I didn't. Oh, did, yeah, not, not, I don't think I fucked anyone either. Actually, <laughs> I was very, yeah, I, I, all I did yesterday was scritch some people. And they were appreciative, but you know, I, yeah, I didn't bring anyone off. Well, this is kind of a... I'm doing this to kind of get ahead of the Sewers of Paris hmm. podcast. Because I did talk about this on that episode of the podcast, which I figure eventually he's going to run out of backlog and have to use mine. <laughs> so, so you're getting a little bit of a teaser, folks, from us first. Yes, breaking from, news. Breaking news that I was a small town hustler for a couple of years. So, yeah, expert panel, yes, I know what it's like to, to, to do it. And... I wasn't, I was not, it was not sex for survival. It, it was not that. I had another job. I wasn't making gobs of money, but having the more money was nice. But again, it, it really was find something you enjoy and, and get paid for it. So I was in my 20s. I enjoyed having casual, no strings attached sex. And so I put myself out there in this small town, Michigan, population of about, I want to say 5,000. So how did you get the word out? Because this is still, it's internet age, correct? Yes. This was 2001, yeah, 2001, I started doing this. The word actually got out rather organically. It started by my finding the local cruising spot Mm -hmm. through Mm squirt.org. And I found uh, some older gentlemen, and I've always enjoyed the company of older gentlemen, uh, and I brought them back to my apartment. And after one session, one guy left me a tip, and when I took it without much of a reaction, word got out, and so... Through the network of the old guys who had been fucking each other, mm-hmm. word got out that hey, there's something new and fresh and young. I was there, there's sex with us too. There's something new, fresh and young that will have sex with you, and he's able to host. Oh. That that was one of the big things because you know uh, the old guys were going out to this cruising spot because they couldn't do it at home, and. So, you know, and it was outside cruising, you know, by the lake. So you had to have your DEET. You had to have your sunscreen. You know, you hope it wasn't raining. You hope it wasn't too hot. You hope it wasn't too cold. You hope that the local police haven't decided to start patrolling. Uh, Well, that, there's a reason why they left that area alone. (laughs) But yeah, having an apartment with no wife, no kids. Mm -hmm. You know, shower, have a drink, you know, and have a cuddle, be able to talk a bit afterwards. That they really appreciated that. And so, so we're providing more than more service than simply an orgasm. It's like there was also actual interaction. There yeah, there was actual interaction. There there was still, you know, the emotional distance there. Well, I mean, I well, did, uh, I did not see this 
I did not see the potential of any of my clients turning into a long-term relationship. Well, the other thing, too, is like, from the way you say it kind of came about, um, you know, you were just having sex for fun. And someone's like, oh, here's money. Yeah. And, you know, where did that come from? It's like, you know, it's like almost like, is that a distancing? It's like, it's not gay if I pay for it. That right. I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking that's what it was, that they felt less guilt mm-hmm. when they gave me money. And, you know, I was, you know, I was happy to take the money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I could, I could always use the extra money and use the extra sex. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, um, so I did that for about two years. Well, just like they say, you know, yeah. with artists, like, or people who do make things, it's like, don't give it away. Value your work. No, yeah, va- value yeah. your skills. Don't yeah. make, you know, prints and then sell them for a song, because, you know, then people devalue art. And so, maybe that's it, too. Do we devalue sex when it's always free? Well, per- perhaps. <laughs> you know, what? what's the difference between, you know, Paying X amount of money to someone for the sex or dinner, drinks, and dancing, mm-hmm. and then sex. Fuck first, right? Well, yeah, it depends yeah. on, yeah, if, if, you know, I mean, because there's always the assumption that, yes, or um, being taken out, you know, like being taken on a vacation. It's like, hey, yeah, I'll pay your way for a trip and be my travel partner. And it's like, and you know, carry my luggage, right? Well, yeah, but yeah. I mean, you know, is sex, you know, I think it's sometimes it's implied or hoped for, but, you know, it's like, that's a communication. It's like, you better get that sussed out before, you know, mm-hmm. you know, on both parties, you know, both sides, like, you know, right. someone's not paying your way or, you know, paying all this for, you know, but then, you know, for the dinner and the dancing and the drinks too, it's like, I'm of the mindsets like, yeah, that's more, you know, kind of dating. You know, in mm-hmm. a way, mm-hmm. and there's always that assumption that the, you know, maybe more off financially or social wise, you know, is the one going to be the, or the one who asked is the one who puts the bill. And then, you know, it's like, I don't, yeah, it's like sex shouldn't be, you know, it's, it's hoped for, I would think, you know, but it's not, it shouldn't be expected or demanded in like, you know, like I said, the dating situation. Right. But also, but then when you have sex work, it's a bit more you know, on the up and up and, you know, in a way, because it's like, it, it's more direct. Yes. It's more honest. Yes. It, you know, it's, you, you know, know, what you're expecting, you know, yeah. what you're getting and, you know, that, um, you know, I mean, I think, you know, it comes down to sex work is, you know, it's kind of like there's that argument against it is in the same argument as like pornography. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's, you know, definitely is it more first wave feminism. I think that was about, you know, was uh, pornography is the theory, um, rape is the practice, is the idea. Yeah, I, I think that was first wave, yeah. and then second wave kind of bucked against that and said, no, that sex and pornography can be very yeah. empowering. Well, it, and the thing is, you know, and then the reality, maybe third wave is going to look at it all critically and you know, kind of see the reality of it is, when we get right down to it, a lot of pornography is exploitation of everyone because it's people who aren't as, you know, aware of their choices or, you know, get talked into it, especially depending where the money ends up, you know. It's, yes, yeah. yes. And that's the thing, too, with sex work is, you know, you think of that stereotypical, you know, sex worker. It's like women on a street corner doing stuff in cars, or, getting money, and right. big chunks of the money go to some guy who's their pimp. And it's like, right. no, what or, is he actually doing? Instead of women you know run away mm-hmm. oh. gay or trans youth mm-hmm. you know hey you need, do, a, play, do, you need a roof? doing sex for, for survival yeah 
And, um, you know, and you get the idea of this, you know, this Fagan who's there, you know, kind of like, you know, hey, yeah, I can help you out. But, and it's like, well, how much, again, and that's the other thing too, is how much service are they really giving for what, you know, the right. money they're getting? You know, is it just, you know, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's relationships and actual things that these, you know, overseers basically would be supplying, but it's like, it's, it comes down to the money. It's like, well, who's profiting from this? And it's like, I would hope that people on the front lines, the ones actually having the sex acts, having taking the risks, are the ones who right. get the lion's share of the money. <laughs> right. I mean, that you know, the I, you know, one of the theories of the pimp is that he is the bodyguard that mm-hmm. that he yeah protects and protects. Right. And you know, I I'm still grumpy that the Fed shut down Rent Boy. Mm-hmm. That that was pure bullshit. And now, what was Rent Boy? Rent Boy, rentboy.com was a website that got going after I stopped doing sex work, where male escorts advertised their services, mm-hmm. and that those who were looking for a male escort were able to find them. And you know, there were you know the escorts got raided, the customers got raided. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were very upfront about, I will, I will do this. I won't do this. I will do this, but it'll be an extra, mm-hmm. you know, however much money. And, you know, they had connections to, you know, AIDS wellness mm-hmm. and, you know, you know, be aware of, you know, safer sex practices, you know, it, it if you do use a condom, here's the right way to use it. If you don't use a condom, here are other behaviors mm-hmm. that will reduce your risk. So tried, yes, to you know, basically legitimate, legitimize, legitimize. I want to throw an extra syllable in there, and it's not um, a fundamentally illegal act. Unfortunately, we do have this stupid society that's yeah, you it, know, we yeah. you know, even I mean, the, we look askance at sex a lot of times from a societal point of view, even though we use it for everything, including advertising. And that's an amusing thing, too. It's like, you know, you have a Calvin Klein boy out there on a billboard. He's not a sex worker. You know, he's showing off his wares mostly to sell a product for right. someone. It's like, you know, that's how is how is that different than, you know? So, yeah. And actually, there is yeah, a difference. There, but, there, there is. Well, there, there is a, a matter. Of, it, it, But it's a matter of degree rather than yeah. it's a difference of degree rather than a difference in kind. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, we, we do isolate it and put it in the boxes to say, well, this is acceptable and this isn't, you know, and like, you know, uh, dancers, you know, it's kind of a right. line in between. It's like, right. And, you know, I saw there was a meme floating around Facebook recently that was to the effect of it's only because a, it, that we live in a puritanical society that prostitution is considered selling your body, but coal mining isn't. Mm. Oh yeah, where you're yeah. destroying your body to profit somebody else. I mean, you are right. putting yourself in danger, putting yourself in a dangerous place. Uh, yeah, getting your lungs blackened for someone else's, you know, corporate jet or nice house on the hill or however you want to look at it. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's yeah. I think the reason why. Um, you know, I, I liken it to also basically med- uh, medical marijuana mm-hmm. or marijuana. It's like technically illegal, you know, in the eyes of the feds, it's illegal. Right. No matter what the states say. But 
um, you know, once you actually legitimize it and make stores and then processing and you can under, you know, and tax it and regulate T- it, tax it, license it. I mean, you know, and, you, know, not, you know, people are like, oh, regulation bad. It's like, you don't want to fly on an unregulated airplane. Trust me on that one. Or, right. you know, eat at a salad bar where there's a place where there's no regulations. <laughs> it's like, uh, regulations. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and I mean, even with, you know regulations you know we still had you know a massive norovirus outbreak here in lansing that well, was traced to the carabas but that that's, but, but yeah. because you, there's no such thing as perfection right i right. mean you know there's always going to be a risk but regulation is designed to cut down that risk so it's acceptable you know yes you'll have you know tens of deaths a year because of something not thousands <laughs> not thousands and thousands and and nothing being done about it it's like oh yeah right. okay that's the price of doing business right and you know of course Sex work is not just prostitution, right? I mean, there are different degrees of it. I mean, starring in adult films, mm-hmm. uh, one can consider that sex work. You are having sex and you are getting paid mm-hmm. for it. Actually, one of the members of Lansing Paw has appeared in an adult film. I will leave out all identifying details uh, if he wishes to come on. <laughs> And and talk about the details. That would be fascinating. Yeah, we we would love to to have you. You know who you are, (laughs) and I know you're listening. But But, um, yeah, yeah. I've I've done that. You know, I've met people who've been in films before too. Um, you know, at uh, Camp It, uh, there's a really cute guy there who I'd found out was you know had been featured in bear porn. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. oh, and you know, it's it's interesting too because it um, it must be a kind of a weird thing too because. There's people out there who basically have had sex with you that you've never met and don't know when you're a porn star. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that, yeah, there's been true. guys who've yeah. come watching you doing stuff and, you know, dick in hand have sprayed because of you, but you don't know about it. So it's like, oh, so it, it's interesting because from their point of view, you're a kind of a sex partner. You've, they've, you've been a part of their sex, but on the other hand, you know nothing about them. So it can make some interesting, com- you know, when these people come and right. they already feel familiar. I mean, that happens with movie stars too, or people oh, yeah. who are in shows. You have fans coming up who are like, you're a family to me because I've come these ups and downs. And it's like, and you're a complete stranger to me. So <laughs> let's keep that in mind. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so that could be an interesting thing too when you're putting it out there. Well, and, you know, it, it another interesting thing was... You know, he had recorded this, mm-hmm. and he didn't know when it, it was going to come out. But mm-hmm. he, he had done it, he had gotten paid for it, and said, yeah, this was something I had done. And then I ran across it <laughs> uh, on the internet, like you do. And I said to him, you know, I just saw a rather interesting adult film, and I think it's yours. And, and that's the other thing yeah. too is like that's kind of a grayish area too because it's you know when you mention that it's like you know um like I said if you know that they have done it you know like yeah that, that's to, what that's well, one thing well no but to ask is like well how do you feel about that now and it's like then another thing knowing people who've actually seen it in a way right. because um you know I've had situations like well like in the case of you know you know if you're a porn star or something like that and someone's jerked off to you. It's like one thing to say, hey, saw your work, cool, liked it. Another thing is saying, you know, oh my gosh, I came so hard. Because that's right. now involving you into their sex act without 
your consent in a way, because yes, you put this thing out there, but let's keep the illusion that you know you didn't weren't jacking off to it, right? Know? Or so that it's it's one of those weird fuzzy areas. And I'd be kind of curious as to what you know. Well, and also, like I said, stars and that feel about their work being out there. I'm sure some are very proud because some people yeah. just love attention. Well, and and some people, yeah. some people are probably like, I had to do it for a buck, and yay, thanks, thanks. Yeah. But I think there's real actors who feel that way too. <laughs> yes. It's like, yeah, nice, yeah, you love my movie. That's nice, thanks. Yeah, hey, Jeremy Irons, you made Dungeons and Dragons, which was just a complete turd. Why? And his response was, well, I had recently bought a castle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, he, 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 he was honest. He, he did it for the paycheck. But I, I and sh- I've heard people who've yeah. seen it and said, you know, he's he's having fun. You know, he's his character's chewing scenery all over. And it's like, <laughs> hey, might as well have fun. All right. <laughs> well, uh, or with, you know, now the big thing is the amateur point, mm-hmm. right? With your X-tubes and your X-hamsters, mm-hmm. Red Tube, Pornhub, and more sites than I care to remember and you know people are putting stuff up there and you know i am sure that people have had that moment where they're looking and they're like oh i recognize him well you know i i recognize that nice guy i i recognize that particular latex outfit and oh yeah that that is him well yeah yeah, i've done that or also i mean you know, how would you feel if you're just randomly flipping through and you're like, oh, that was, that's my high school gym teacher. Damn, he's hung. Well, yeah. and also if you had a crush on your high school gym teacher, it's like, thank you, Jesus, for thank this you. moment that you've given to me. It's like, because <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's, it's, you know, those things is like, yeah, there's people I've had crushes on and I found out that there is, you know, stuff of theirs out there. It'd be like. Yes, I will pay money for this. <laughs> Wait, so and so did porn. It's like okay, because I mean, for me, it's a lot of sex is mental, and oh my god, finding out that you know an object of your obsession, attraction, you know, dreams, and you know, actually was available. You know, it's it would be almost like you know, or running into said gym teacher at a bar and realizing that you were his type too, and it's like. <gasps> You know, it might, you know, even if it sucked, it's still like, okay, the fulfilling of a fantasy, it's like, yay. So, yeah. but no, I mean, yeah, the amateur stuff, I, I well, it's not even, um, my guess would be porn. Like when you come across a friend's dirty Tumblr, you know, yeah. that they don't necessarily haven't, you know, told you about, but Google Foo is strong and suddenly, oh, wait, follow the breadcrumbs is like, oh, so and so. And I did that, I, you know, so I know kind of casually, um, he's cute and then. Didn't realize he had a Tumblr and then find one. And, you know, he's posting pictures that he thinks are hot on it. But then there's several pictures of him and also some videos of him. And it's like, oh, again, now I have this intimacy. We've never done anything in, but I've watched you doing stuff and it had an effect on me. So it's like, and yeah, and how do, do, you, do you, I mean. thing is, I don't yeah. have enough connection with him to actually like, you know, I know him casually and it's like, but we don't hang out. But then the next right. time I see him, it's like. Yeah, what do you say? And I think part of it is you don't. Uh, there's no. I mean, there's no need to bring it up unless you actually had a legitimate question about the site. Right. Well, I mean, if you wanted to express your appreciation for those pictures and those videos, I mean, the the thing is, you know, you hit the like, you you do a reblog, mm-hmm. or you send a note to him. You know, if. if you, you know, anonymously, if if you're worried about 
him connecting back to too no, hard. I mean, I would be yeah, yeah, no. just just saying, hey, I, I enjoyed this video. Yeah. I enjoyed these pictures. Keep up the good work. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think it'll sound like the like or the reblog would be the passive nice way of doing it because I don't think it needs any comment. It's like you know that's enough comment right there. Anyway, I think anything more would be almost implication of like, hey, nice pictures. Will you fuck me now? You know, because that's it. Why else? Why else <laughs> why, do you give a compliment else? to someone? It's like you know, that's like you know the the boss. You know, telling the secretary, "Oh, that's a really pretty. You know, that you look really pretty with that hairstyle or that dress." It's like, no, you do not say that. You say that if you want to get in bed with them. You know, if you want to compliment them, you say, "Hey, you know, you don't tell someone they look pretty. You say, "Oh, wow, that's a really cool dress," or something like that. Compliment the item, not the person, because then it gets to the point of, "Hey." You look good. And it's like, why do you tell someone you look good? Because you're letting them know that you want to do them. <laughs> and you hope it's reciprocal. <laughs> and that. But no, um, so yeah, sex work. Um, I mean, my relationship to it is I'm just, you know, too cheap. You know? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I because right. I've been approached by guys outside of Esquire. You know, I'm approaching and there's some, you know, skinny young guy who's out there chatting, having a cigarette and got the idea that, you know, it's like, hey, it's like, you know. Hey, sugar daddy. Yeah, it's like, uh, no, I, I'm salty. I'm a salty daddy. <laughs> and would that be the opposite of sugary or a bitter? Bitter. You're a bitter old Sour. Queen. I'm sour. That's it. I'm the sour flavor profile. No sugary. Um, Because, you know, I've made bad life choices. I'm not good with money. So there's not, you know, I'm never going to have a, as, um, you know, I, so people talk about being 420 friendly. I know right. someone who makes a joke how he's 401k friendly. <laughs> and, um, and no, it's like, you know, I yeah. don't come to me for that. And so that's not something I can offer you. I can offer you in-depth, in you know, conversation about, you know, existential dread. Sure, if that's what can get you off, I'll tell you. If you'd like yeah. that conversation to lead to sex, cool. That would be some right. really interesting angsty fucking. Um, but no, and like I said, I, I you know, uh, with them, I was like, Thinking, you know, also the thing with sex work is like, if I'm going to actually be paying money for this, it better be a level above and beyond what I'm going to get for free by hooking up with someone in there. You know, yeah. I want, there, you should have some training, you know, or have gone to have, you know, where's your degree in sex work? Yeah. Can, can I get three references in a resume? Yeah. Or where's your, how, you know, how many stars are your blowjobs given? You know, and that right. kind of stuff. Yeah. What, what's your Yelp? What's your rating on Yelp? And, um, you know, it's, and I think, you know, a legitimatized okay making it legal um well like uh, would, would something be... something like red boy before mm-hmm. it got shut down yeah. that you had those you know the ratings and yep. the reviews and the honest pricing and you know if and casting light if, on it, i think that's the thing because i think yeah. a lot of the danger is when someone is doing this on the you know on the down low because they have to worry about the you know the authorities but then what happens when you get beaten up by john and they take your money you know and it's like oh right. i gotta go to the cops but can you? Because how do you explain, well, why were they in your apartment? And once upon a time, they'd definitely be a matter of blaming the victim. It's oh, like, yeah. You had a guy in your apartment and he took stuff? Well, didn't you bring this on yourself? And it's like, because, you know, mm-hmm. it's still, I imagine that still happens very casually. And you can't trust the authorities, so you let these things happen. When it's all in the light, it's like you report. It's like, hey, this happened. Yeah, and here's this person's information because we did a you know a, well because I heard I'm into the Savage Love podcast. A sex worker had called in, and um yeah, she had no bosses, she had no you know pimps or anyone who was profiting other than her. She, uh you know reviewed she'd you know interact with people online and then check them out. 
Like, you know, mm-hmm. run it checks on them to see, make sure. And then, you know, that her clientele, it was not strangers she was getting a car with. It was, you know, people that she had vetted. Right. Because, yeah, it's like, you know, the other thing, too, is, well, just because you're getting money for it doesn't mean you necessarily should be, you know, have to sleep with just anyone who shows up with that money, you know? Right. It's like you still get to decide and say yes, no. Yes, no, no. And um, it's, yeah, I think it's one of those things that, you know, yeah, people see sex workers as people who, well, have to have sex with you because you have money. And it's like, no, it's just like when you see someone who's very popular at the bar and everyone's hugging them or scratching them or that. These might be people they've already established a relationship with. Right. You're a stranger and you go for the crotch. It's like, you know, expect a cold stare. And it's like, excuse me, who are you? Boy, I saw that guy touching your crotch. And it's like, uh, yeah, because we have a relationship. <laughs> You're a stranger. Yeah. Remove the hand. Yeah. If I you mean, want to have two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or please, or please, buy, buy a lady a drink and chat her up a bit before you put the hand in the crotch. Yeah, move it before you lose it. But yeah, I mean, but sex with, yeah, I think it's, it's interesting to me because, you know, that's one way I do lean libertarian and Mm -hmm. it's like, it should be something that's, you're free to do, but I think we have to be, I mean, you're, you're not really libertarian on it. You are for taxing and regulating it, but yeah. Oh yeah. But, but legalizing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If I ever got back into it, a my husband would probably walk right out the door and never come back. But be, you know, going back to earlier, putting a value on your talents, mm-hmm. right? So if I were to return to that field, it would probably be as a pro dom with, you know, n- no sex. Mm-hmm. They're just, you know, the, the bondage, the cock and ball torture, the mm-hmm. tit torture. Um, these are things well, I'm very good at. Uh, yeah, th- these are, you, are know, things I'm good at. Talk to these people yeah. who can give references and, you know, who can attest to your skill. And then, but yeah. now, but now that's interesting because you, you know, talk about, you know, your partner would leave you. Why? Is it just well, a stigma? Yeah, like uh, okay, may, maybe he wouldn't walk okay. out the door, but he'd, th- there, he'd would be be... A, there would be there a, a lot of really uncomfortable long conversations that mm. yeah, I because I... I'm I'm trying to think of the, what what would you be doing as a professional that you're not already doing now? Uh, you know, amateur status, <laughs> right? You know, yeah. I mean, act wise, yeah. but then also, I mean, but, but I think that's another thing too is. Our society, we are, we have this dichotomy of like, yes, we love sex and sex is great. We use it to sell stuff, but it's also dirty. And we have to yeah. keep it very controlled and in certain, you know, things. We're going to call you a slut if you like sex, but, you know, but then, you know, that's well, it too. And, and, sex, know, we're gonna, yeah. There's a stigma to it. It's like, oh, you'll. Well, you and, know. you know, maybe he'd be absolutely fine with it and would be happy that I'm bringing in extra, a, income. extra income into the household. Uh, but again, you know, there's stigma I, to it. That's right, ingrained there, there, in there, us from there the start. There is stigma to it, and yeah, I've been giving it away for free. And if if I suddenly you know set myself up as a pro, mm-hmm. and you know, then I I feel like I'd have to clamp down on just giving it away. And it, it does make I, it hard. I, I enjoy it too much. I know right? I'm I know massage therapists who yeah, it's like they do it professionally for money. They massage people for money. 
And then they have friends who are like, oh, well, if you ever need someone to practice on, it's like, uh, I've gotten hundreds yeah. of hours of practice already. No, if you would like to want a massage. Oh, or like, you know, it's like, yeah, I, I'll go on a date with a guy. And they're like, oh, you do massages. Could you? And it's like, um, no, that's, you know, kind of like asking an accountant. Oh, I went on a date with an accountant and then asking to do my taxes. And yeah, like, that's a little rude. Yeah. And it's like, no. So, yeah, you have to have the boundaries. And trouble is, yeah, when you do sex for fun, you're doing it in a certain circle, but then you're also charging other people. Yeah, you have to figure out how is this going to work. Because yeah. I don't want to, you know, I don't want people approaching me thinking they can just do it for free because we're friends, but then I don't want to piss people off. Who, Yeah, it it's it's, right. a, it's a level of complication. And it's, it's hard to separate the two. Unless you are kind of, a, you know, in a you know committed, monogamous relationship with someone, and that's the only person you really had sex with for free, you know, that because you love them. And then everything else that you played was for, you know, that. Um, but, you yeah, know, that also leads to uh, massage. I mean, I took some massage classes, you know, locally. Mm-hmm. And that was always an issue. It's like they had, because it's like people assume masseuses and sewers are Happy sex ending. workers. Yeah. Right. yeah. And, I, and, I, and I know so many people who are professional. And there's always rumors like, oh, I hear he does a really good job, especially at the end. You know, I mean, wink, wink. And it's like, tr- is that true? Or, you know, it's. Yeah. And I, I mean, on, I. After talking about my sciatica on episode mm-hmm. 20, I got a tweet suggesting that neuromuscular massage mm-hmm. could help. And if I decided to go that route, I wouldn't want somebody who's known for their happy endings. I would want somebody who's mm-hmm. known for their professionalism. And if possible, they take Blue Cross. Yeah. You know, because it, it is a medical issue. Yeah. And if I can get Blue Cross to pay for it. But no, I'd want... You know, someone who's so, been so, to school for that. Again, yeah, so, yeah, somebody who's been to school, somebody who is a professional. It's the way I feel about sex workers, like showing you a degree. <laughs> How you know you you measured an anal sex anal with a you know a, a minor in blowjobs is like okay. Yeah, I I I have a a major in fisting with a minor in mm-hmm. mummification. So yeah, no, but um, yeah, it's accreditation showing that you know you've yeah. Showing the certificates, so yeah, I'm trained. Yeah, and the, I mean, yeah, my, it, de- my dentist, you know, better damn well have been to school. <laughs> you know, right, it's like so. I would like the people I'm doing things with my dick with also to have been. Yeah, but but you know, that's it's it's one of those weird lines. Yeah, because it's such a thing we do so, so casually for enter- you know entertainment in many respects mm-hmm. that it's like oh do, you know I know people who do the same thing with pie making. I know someone who thought about becoming a you know. Making a, doing a business and making pies, and then it just occurred to them, no, it's like I do this for fun, and you know, it's it's a hobby, right? And, and I don't yeah. want to make a business of it. And I think other people might be the same way with yeah. sex, like it's a hobby. Yeah, I'm I'm reminded of a, uh, this American Life, where one of the interviewers liked to do a lot of crafty stuff in mm-hmm. their free time, and they went and interviewed um, the staff of Martha Stewart Living Magazine back when Mm -hmm. that that was a big thing. And one of the questions he asked was, is the joy still there? Mm. And their answer was, yes, but not nearly as much because there are just so many Mm -hmm. deadlines and it, and it becomes work. Mm -hmm. And so, and that moves us uh, into the final uh, short crafting section uh, still making progress on my uh, final season doc, fourth doctor scarf uh, moving along on that I've the amaguri to the side right now 
because I don't really, you know, I was working on perfecting that mm-hmm. one. And I think I've got that one pretty well perfected. You know, a little minor tweak, but I think I've hit everything on there that I want to. And yeah, unless somebody specifically asks, I'm like, I've done that project. I want to move on to something else. So it's like I'm, me and stained glass. I made one stained glass window. It's hanging in my mother's kitchen, and it's like, okay, I I made one. Yay! I did stained glass. I win. And then, and, and you had no desire to. I had all these ideas. And it's like, oh, cool, cool. And it's like, okay, well, we end the next thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, um, my trouble is, um, I've lost my scarf bag. Oh no! It's somewhere the apartment's very messy. It's something I have to clean up. But yeah, I'm like, I was like, okay, I gotta do some rows, and it's like, mm, where's the bag that has everything <laughs> in it? It's like, pretty sure it's somewhere here. And yeah, so I couldn't find it this week when I meant to sit down and just do a little bit of work on it because I just need to do that. I need to sit down daily and do some rows daily just to... Just, you know, yep. two, two rows every day and eventually you will And some days that. I'll do more, but as long as you at least do those two and you know, make time. And, uh, you know, that's not going to take me more than, you know, five minutes. So it's like I can spare five minutes a day, yes, no right. matter and, what. And I know that with editing the podcast, I've gotten a lot less persnickety and oh. anal about it because i mean in the beginning it used to take about three hours yeah it, it used to take about three hours oh. for, for every hour of podcasting because i would go in and remove all the breath mm-hmm. sounds and yeah i've like you know I'm, and i'm listening to the radio and i'm like no all the breath sounds are left in there so i i gave up on doing that i i still remove long pauses mm-hmm. and isolate make sound make us sound smarter yeah, remove isolated ums and uhs and pops and cracks that get through. Uh, I try to remove those. I, sorry, I probably make a lot of those. <laughs> I'm old. My joints do things. Uh, your joints and this <laughs> apartment uh, does things. So, so about how long is it now? The uh, process? About, I've got it down to about an hour 45. It will never get down lower than an an hour is the technical minimum because I have to listen to the whole thing anyway. And I have to add the music. Okay. So, But I've gotten to the point where since I'm not stopping and starting as often, I am able to do a bit of oh. knitting while I'm doing that. And I did some knitting while watching Paris is Burning. So well, maybe someday we'll have this down to where we just can record it and the hour we speak right now is the hour that goes out there and you can have a soundboard and you hit the button and this the intro music plays <laughs> and then the outro music plays and it's all real time and you know because i've heard a podcast and somewhere yes. around 100 110 150 they're like yeah we don't really edit anymore because yeah. it's like you know we we have other things to do so and you know you get enough practice and there's less yeah so you know if we had a board and i had buttons that i could play the intro and outro mm-hmm. music that we could hear it and have that dropped right in, then yeah, I might be able to do pure live to tape. But someday, when we have a studio, some or or we rent one or yeah, one, or join a or join a podcasting collective. <laughs> well, yeah, if if there's anyone out there who really wants us to start <laughs> doing live to tape, we do have a PayPal. <laughs> Haven't mentioned that in a while, but yeah, we do technically have a PayPal. We do take donations. No Patreon yet, though. That requires work. That requires a promise of, I'm going to do, we're going to do this stuff. And, you know, that's, uh, you know, it's always down the line. If it it becomes more of a thing, when you want to make it less of a, 
you know, distraction that, you know, just a fun thing you do is almost a hobby to where you actually want to make it, well, make it something for pay. Yeah. You know, Patreon, that's, you know, it's, 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 you know, sex work, but you know, for podcasting. Right. And I mean, like linoleum knife, they're, they've got the base one that's always free. Then they've got LKTV, which mm -hmm. I'm subscribing to. And they recently hit 200 subscribers at, at at least $4 each. Mm -hmm. So for that podcast, they're making an extra 800 bucks a month. So, which, you know, but those, you yeah. know, money goes to hosting and the equipment. Yeah. And because when you're making money, when suddenly you're making, bringing in money, it's like, there's no excuse not to get the really nice equipment. Then it's like, oh, toys, right. the toys yeah. you could buy. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the it's toys paying for itself. Buy. Yeah. And I know someone got into game design because of that. He was buying games and his wife said, um, no more buying until, you know, you know, you start making. And it's like he's like, okay, so he started making games to make money to buy further games. <laughs> yeah, no, the the one husband I know, the ultimatum for the wife wasn't that bad. Her ultimatum was, you cannot buy another game until you have played every game in your collection at least once. <laughs> then you can buy another game. So. That led to a lot of game nights where we tried new games, and <laughs> you found out, damn, I wasted my money on some of these. Yeah. Yeah. And now well, you've wasted time. Yeah. Well, and speaking of wasting time... Speaking of wasting time, <laughs> we've run out of time again. Send your questions, comments, show ideas, dirty pictures, or project photos to harryprone at gmail.com. Tweet at us. We are at harryprone.com. Please leave a rating and a review on iTunes so that other people can find us. Our theme music is Hotspot by Fox, used under the Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license. We are your hosts, Sarah Kane, and Lansing Mike, wishing you peace, love, and perversion. Good night, mate. <laughs>